0: I'm so excited, I don't know where to start. We have been uh, busy with with a series over the last two weeks. This is week three, Um, and it's a series based on courage, and courage being our year theme. The theme that we have for this year is courage, and our key scripture is going to pop up on the board there for all of us. Uh, which is 1 Chronicles 28 verse 20, where essentially David is reaching the end of his life. He's reaching the the end of his rule as king, and he's speaking to his son Solomon, and he's essentially preparing Solomon for what's to come, for, for, for leading the kingdom, and ultimately also building the temple of the Lord. And there David says to Solomon, Solomon, be strong and courageous and do the work. Be strong and courageous and do the work. And to kind of put it into context for us, what he's really saying is, in order to get the job done, in order to get the job done, you're going to have to dig deep. In order to get the job done, you're going to have to dig deep. But Solomon, when I say dig deep, I don't mean dig deep into yourself, because Let's be honest, folks. What does the the Word of God tell us? That the the heart is deceitful and wicked above all else. There's not a lot of good that I can find when I dig too deep into myself. For those of you who are honest enough, you can say amen. Um, What he's saying is, when I say to you, dig deep, I'm saying to you, dig deep into your relationship with God. That's where you find your courage, is when you dig deep into your relationship with God. So we said right in week week one that in order for us to really be strong and be courageous, in order for us to dig deep, we need to ensure that our relationship with God is deep enough for there to be something to dig deep into. Amen. From there we spoke about being men and women after God's own heart, that, that for us to really be in a place where we are strong and, and where we're courageous, that in order to be courageous, we w- w- the first step of that is really to become men and women after God's own heart, meaning being, being humble, walking in humility, walking in humility and at the same time uh, connecting with God and being quick to repent because David was a man of great courage. But the thing that marked David's life wasn't his courage. It was the fact that he was humble and that he was quick to repent. And therefore, he was known as a man after God's own heart. Last week, we spoke into shutting down the voice of discouragement, shutting down the voice of negativity in our lives and ensuring that God's voice is the loudest voice in our lives. Making sure that we tune out the voice of negativity and tune into the voice of courage in our lives. The only way we can do that is by... Shutting down the things that we shouldn't be listening to. Some of us have done it. Some of us are thinking about it. Some of us will still do it. I hope by now you have done it. But ultimately, to not just shut that down, but to shut it down by plugging in to the voice of God in our lives. So that's kind of been the last two weeks. This week, I'd like to talk... This morning and just to us uh, about the habits of courage, the habits of courage. And when we first started talking in this direction uh, uh, amongst our our team, you know, this thing of habits, it's it's such a, it's such a, 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 like a vast subject. (laughs) It really is. Because let's be honest, we have good habits and we have bad habits. Isn't that the truth? And if we're really honest, we, we fail or we succeed by our habits. When I've, got, when I've got really bad habits in my life, how many of you know that, that it's because of those bad habits that there's certain areas of life that we just struggle with? And I know it's not you, but other people close to you, you know, they, they really struggle with bad habits. And in those areas of life, it just seems like they can't grow and they can't progress and they can't really get to where you looking at their lives and saying that God should be taking them and they just can't get there because of their bad habits. I'm glad you can see the humor in that and that I am joking and that it is actually you that I'm talking about and me that I'm talking about. But it's ultimately in the areas that we have these bad habits, we struggle to grow. Isn't that the truth? And it's like we, we held back and we prohibited from actually moving forward to where God wants us. But in the same breath, in the areas where we have good habits, more often than not, success follows. I mean, I know you can tell by looking at me, but people who go to gym, right? Okay, so it's not me, right? But people who go... To gym, who, who, live, who eat well, who live healthy lifestyles. What happens? Success follows, isn't it? In that area of their lives. Why? Because they've built up a really good habit. Maybe you eat really well and healthy and, and, and for six days of the week. And you go to gym at least three days a week, hopefully more. And you're just healthy. You're just really, really healthy. And there's this element of success in that place of your life. You know what they say? You can eat whatever you want between Christmas and New Year. As long as you watch what you eat between New Year and Christmas. But maybe that's an area where you've found success and, and, and where we have these good habits, we do see that. We become successful. We we progress in life. There are areas of growth in our lives as we've got good habits, but at the same time, areas that we really struggle where we've got bad habits. So we really do fail or succeed by our habits. Um, it was the author, Steve Covey, he, he wrote that book, um, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And Steve Covey broke it down like this. He said, our habits shape us. Our habits shape us. We become what we constantly do. I wonder this morning, if you had to be honest, what do you constantly do? What do you constantly do that's shaping your life at the moment? (coughs) Now... As we said, these, these habits can be a positive and they can be a, a a negative in our lives. But, but here's something that I want to say is that so often, folks, in areas where we've, where we've struggled, in areas where we've had bad habits, in areas where we have bad habits, quite often shame can follow. You know what I'm talking about? Quite often shame can follow. And even in areas where we succeed, pride can follow. And that's not a good thing either. And I can't get into it too deep this morning just from a time standpoint, but but just hear me out. Don't allow, don't allow your success or your failure to become your identity. Don't allow your bad habits to swallow you up to the point where, where it becomes your identity. The, the word of god speaks about in the in the gospels there's this picture of this woman uh and and we know her as the woman caught in adultery we don't even know her name we know her as far as her identity is concerned we know her based on her failure we know her based on habits that she got caught up in and ultimately her her identity gets wrapped up in her failure folks Understand this, that that your identity is formed and founded in Christ. You see, the word of God tells me that I'm made in God's image. I am made in God's image. You are made in God's image. That means that your identity is founded in Christ. Your identity is founded in God. Make sure... That you don't allow this other stuff to be superimposed over you day in and day out. And it's a choice. It's a choice. I can choose to have this thing be my identity. Or I can choose for God to really be the place that I draw my identity from. As we've spoken about... Habits, we, we, we kind of touched on the, on, on the heading of this, just going, you know, the habit of courage. When we talk about the habit of courage, I believe that there's certain things in life that we can do that can become habitual, that can become things that we do day in and day out. And in the beginning, we'll have to try, we'll have to work at it but I believe that they that they things that become part of a lifestyle. How many of you have heard that thing, oh, I'm not on a diet, I've changed my lifestyle? No. Beautiful if you have. Well done. I don't want to rip it to shreds. Um, I'm stoked for you, I really am. And that's really what we're talking about now that I've blasted it. Um, that's really what we're talking about, is that we're talking about allowing certain things in life For it not to be a a, a, a diet, but a change of lifestyle. And I believe that there are certain things in life that when we do them, they become the catalysts of courage in our lives. And when I do these things consistently, (coughs) courage will come naturally when that courage is most needed. So, what are these things? I've said all of this to say that this morning is our vision Sunday. This morning we're speaking into our vision. We're speaking into our values as a church. Why? Because it's a good thing for us to connect with it every once in a while. And just remind ourselves, why do we exist as a church? Why do we exist as the church? And if that's where we're heading, how are we going to get there? What, what's the compass that we use to get there? So, The vision of this local church speaks so beautifully into what we're speaking about. Because the vision of our local church is right up there on the wall, and it says, to bring the unchurched into a lasting relationship with Jesus. Some of you are sitting there going, what on earth is an unchurched? It's very possibly you. Very possibly you. Let's be honest. How many of us sitting here, and you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of us sitting here? The 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 first encounter that we've really had with with finding life and freedom in Christ is by coming to this church. By by engaging with someone in this congregation where they Started a journey with you and and to, as a result of that person starting that journey with you today You know that hey, I can put up my hand and say that with everything inside of me. I am a Christ follower It's most of it in fact if you're not sure When I said the word unchurched the person next to you was thinking oh like the guy next to me But it's true and what we, when I look at our vision, I, I, the, the thing that jumps out at me is that, that we're really talking about folks who didn't necessarily grow up in church, who didn't necessarily um, come out of a Christian home or, or grow up with a Christian base or, or a biblical base or however you want to word that. But it's really a case of the first real interaction that they've had with Jesus is as a result of either walking through these doors or having this church because we know we say it often when you leave here you don't leave the church because you are the church so having this church connect with them first moments of engagement but the part that excites me is the lasting relationship with jesus because that's what it's all about that's what it's all about and as we Look at our values, our values are being found in God, being formed in community, being fruitful in this world. Before I go too deep in them, those three points are kind of the habits that i'd like to talk to us about this morning. When we talk about habits that that um, that cause courage to to, to come naturally when it's most needed. I believe that these habits are exactly that formed Sorry found formed and fruitful Habits of courage being found in God being formed in community being fruitful in this world You see I believe that with all my heart there's no way that I can conjure up courage. We, we, we said week one that it's amazing. Fear is an emotion, but courage isn't. Fear is an emotion. Courage is an action. So courage doesn't happen because of a lack of fear. Courage happens despite fear. So even though there's fear... I can take courage in knowing that God is with me. That's the basis of it. If you go look in the dictionary, there are plenty of different definitions of what courage is. But but courage really for us is not the absence of fear, but the acknowledgement of God. That's what courage should be in our lives. And where I find this courage, I believe with all my heart, is being found in God. Being found in God, being found in a relationship with Jesus. Where do we get this idea of found, formed and fruitful? It's great that they four F's, you know, it rolls off the tongue nicely and it's great marketing campaign and blah, 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 blah. Um, God help us if that's all that it is. Where we found this is really just from the life of Jesus where we find our vision, where we find our values, and what we're connecting to today as these habits of courage really stem from the life of Jesus. You know, when we talk about founding God, forming community, fruitful in this world, you know, bringing the unchurched into a lasting relationship with Jesus. Look at the life of Jesus. What did Jesus say to us? Jesus said, Love the Lord your God. With all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. Sounds a heck of a lot like found and formed, doesn't it? Love the Lord your God. What's that? Being found in God. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Being formed in community. And the overflow of those two are that we will be fruitful in this world. That we, that we will see the unchurched come into a lasting relationship with Jesus. Why? Because of the example that we live. So to sum up what Jesus essentially told us, He said to us, love God, love people, and teach them to do the same. Love God, love people, and teach them to do the same. How can I say that it's the example of Jesus? Well, firstly, he told us all of that, but he, that's what I love about, about the life of Jesus. is He wasn't a guy who sat on a chair and told us to do a whole bunch of stuff and then never lived it out and never did it. That's not the God that we serve. What Jesus told us, he lived. And I think one of the most beautiful examples of just seeing this example lived out is found in the book of Luke chapter 22, verses 39 to 42. And the kind of the, the, the run-up into this is Jesus is really, he's approaching the end of his life. He's about to go to the cross for you and for me, and he's about to pay a debt that we can't pay. And just before this, he's just had, he's just had supper, known as the last supper, with his 12 friends. With the 12 guys that he did community with and he's just told them a whole heap of stuff and and from there they've they've left their supper and they're heading out and and here's where we pick up it says this in verse 39 it says and he came out and went and here's the key phrase as was his habit as was his habit to the Mount of Olives And the disciples followed him. When he arrived at the place called called Gethsemane, he said to them, Pray continually that you may not fall into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, and he prays a whole prayer. And specifically in that prayer, he's essentially laying down his life. He's surrendering. He's saying, Lord, you know, <coughs> not my will be done, but Lord, your, your will be done in this moment. And if we look at, at, at the way that the scripture is, is written, I can't escape those words, as was his habit. Did you know that Jesus had habits? <laughs> As was his habit what was his habit his habit if you if you read the life of Jesus through Matthew Mark Luke and John how often don't we see that Jesus went alone by himself to pray Jesus went alone by himself where it was quiet and he just sat and spoke to his father and just spent time with his father he just spent time with God it was a habit And I believe that in here we see more than one habit. We see another habit. We see the habit of the the disciples following him. That where he went, the disciples went with him. So we're talking about a habit of of spending time with God. So there was a habit in Jesus' life of being found in God. It was a habit to him. Another habit was that the disciples were with him. So he demonstrated what it means to be formed in community. What it means for iron to sharpen iron. If you don't believe me, go, go read the interactions between the disciples. Half the time I'm rolling like I'm laughing because I'm seeing us all the time. I love the disciples. They're so relatable. They're such monkeys. Uh, I just absolutely love it. They really are. They make us look good. It's fantastic sometimes. Sometimes but it's true folks and i see that interaction i see i see that being formed and molded in community and again he demonstrates that to us with the the lives of his disciples and then we know we know that the overflow of this no one can doubt or question the fruitfulness of the life of jesus isn't that the truth no one can doubt the fruitfulness of the life of Jesus. And I believe that all of this stems from the fact that he was always found in God. Now, if you want to get theological, you can say, yeah, but he was God. Yes, but he was also fully man when he came to earth. And from that place, he needed to be found in God all the time. He was found in God. He demonstrated this forming in community. And the overflow of that was that his life was exceptionally fruitful on this earth. And I believe that as we look at the life of Jesus and as we see these traits, I believe that these are really the marks of men and women of courage. That these are the habits of men and women of courage. That that there's there's this habit of courage that we see in Jesus's life. The thing of found, formed, fruitful. Found, formed, fruitful. Found, formed, and fruitful. And then from this, from the habit of courage, we see steps of courage. We see we see this moment where Jesus prays to God, and 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 he says, Lord, from this place of being found in you, from from this 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 place of of of. of demonstrating this this being formed and 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 from living a fruitful life as a result but lord from this base lord i I have trust in you i trust you with all my life and in this moment lord My step of courage is to say that, Lord, if it's your will, will you take this cup from me? Lord, I don't necessarily look forward to what's about to happen in my life. I don't look forward to the beating. I don't look forward to being nailed to a cross. I don't look forward to being mocked and scorned and ultimately killed. If there's a way that we can get past this and it's your will, then, then will you take this cup from me? Will you take this moment of needed courage? Will you take it away? And it doesn't happen and in that moment because he had this habit of found formed and fruitful he says Lord not my will not my will but yours be done from the habit of courage we see him able to take a step of courage a massive step of courage and from that step of courage we see the overflow being that in the moment that there's required probably the most courage that anyone could ever ask for. Jesus acts out probably the most courageous act of courage that we've ever seen in history, where he goes as an innocent man to a cross that he didn't deserve for you and for me. I can sum it up this way. The habit of courage produced the step of courage that sustained him in the moments where courage was most needed. And I believe that as you and I look at all of this and and recognize that we need to take steps of courage, isn't that the truth, folks? As you sit there this morning, you know. You know what's going on in your life. I've got no clue. I don't know what's happening in your life. I really don't. But God does, and so do you. And sometimes when we don't feel like we know what's, what's going on, that's probably the best time that we can go and connect with God and just, and just go and be found in Him. Why? Because if I don't know, I can find out in Him. I don't have to live in the dark. I don't have to live in a place of insecurity. But I can find my security. I can find my courage through relationship with Jesus. And as we take these steps of courage, I believe that the step of courage starts with being found in god and that as we take that step of courage and and that that's where it starts that ultimately we grow growth happens as we allow ourselves to be formed in community and let's be honest this is the one that no one likes because no one likes someone else telling them what they're doing is wrong don't look so holy. I know that's you. Isn't it the truth? None of us like it when someone comes to us and says, Dude, your breath stinks. I love you. I'm saying it softly because it really stinks. And I don't want to breathe. But it's the truth. We don't like the forming in community part. But folks, in the book of... Correct me if I'm wrong, Psalm. I believe it's in the book of Psalms where it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one brother sharpens another. It is such a necessary part in our lives. All these holy Joes who like, you know, yeah, you know, my life is just like Jesus and me, bro. You know, we just like chill and I don't need church. I just like check it on like the telly and like listen to a podcast, and you know like God just like comes and reveals himself to me fully, and you know, it's just so awesome. I just think to myself, if Jesus couldn't do it, how can you? Let's get real. If Jesus couldn't do it, how can you? Jesus surround himself with the community, and you reckon you can do it on your own. Sorry, I get passionate about this, because I really think that it's, it's dramatically unscriptural. I don't see it in scripture at all, other than John, who was exiled. So if you've been exiled, you have an out. Who's been exiled? Don't raise your hands. But honestly, Folks, us being formed in community is probably one of the greatest growth moments in our walk with Christ. Why? Because you're going to do stuff that I don't like. Fact. Isn't it true? I'm going to do stuff that you don't like. I may be doing stuff right now that you don't like. And you're sitting there going, oh, oh. It's like biting onto a spoon with a filling. You know? And <laughs> I I don't like that, dude. Don't, don't do that. But it's a growth moment in our lives. Isn't that the truth? Being formed in community is probably one of the greatest steps of courage that we can take that will bear the most fruit in our lives. Fact. Now that everyone's on uncomfortable, I will move on. So these steps of courage start by being found in God. We grow in courage when we are formed in community. And it equips us to take and make actions of courage, which ultimately produces fruit in us for the people around us. I wonder where are you at? Where are you at? What are the habits that have, that have held you back in life? What are the habits that when you think of your life, you think to yourself, you know what, there's, there's this thing and I've never really been able to tell anyone. And, and, uh, you know, it is, Ramon, what you said there about it actually being a moment of shame, like, like it's true. It's true. In my life, you know, there are, there are these things that hold me back and I don't want them anymore. And I realize it's going to take a step of courage for me to to get through it. I want to say this to you. Don't hang on to those things, folks. If there's a step of courage that you need to take, it's more than likely in an an area where you have habits that you're struggling with that you actually need to go and speak to someone. Don't worry, you can relax. I'm not going to call you forward this morning. But I'm dead serious. Go and find someone that can speak God's truth into those areas of your life. There is something that only accountability does in our lives. The power of sin is in its secrecy. As long as it's a secret, it has a hold on you. And the moment you can let go of the secret, the sin lets go of you. So, if you need to connect with someone with regards to some stuff that you've been holding on to, please come speak to me afterwards. Come speak to me. Come speak to one of our leaders afterwards, please. Maybe you're on in the other side of the spectrum where, where there are certain areas where there have been habits that, that you've been so proud of. Things have gone so well in that area of life, and you kind of feel like you've hit a ceiling. And I really, just hear me out this morning. I really sense, like this morning, God is in your own life just wanting to address a little issue of pride, to just say, "It's great that you've done well in these areas," but I'm asking you to surrender these things to me. I'm asking you to 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 recognize that even though they're great, I still need to be first. I still need to be first in your life. You know, there are a couple of men and women in this congregation where I know your stories. <coughs> Where, where folks have been in, incre- and I don't have permission so I can't share their stories, but where they've done exceptionally well, whether it's in sports or business or whatever. And I look at their lives and I often wonder as to their success and I, I see the incredible habits that they've built up that have led them there. But then there's also this overwhelming fact that just like overshadows their entire lives and that's a very deep humility and a very Deep recognition that I'm only here because it's Christ who gives me strength, according to Philippians 4, verse 13. And I believe this morning in those areas, you may have been doing very well because of habits and, 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 but you kind of feel like you're hitting a ceiling and you're just not getting through. And I believe that this morning, and this wasn't in my notes, as I'm talking, I'm just really sensing it, that God is wanting to say to you, my boy, my girl, well done for having the habits, but the habit has become first in your life. And I need to be first in these areas. And I believe with all my heart, you put God first in those areas, you become found in God in those areas, watch the breakthrough follow. Watch the breakthrough follow. I believe that with all my heart. So, being found, being formed, being fruitful, Where are you at? Can you honestly, in your own quietness of your heart, sit there and do business with God and go, Lord, Lord, this life, is it found in you? Lord, when people look at me, do they see Jesus? Or do they just see a hotshot businessman? Or do they just see... A guy with a really fantastic family, or whatever. Lord, when people look at me, do they see you? When I say follow me as I follow Christ, do people follow me or do they actually follow the Jesus in me? In the quietness of your own heart, where are you at? Are you found in God? And and even for my own life, I can say that it's something that I strive for daily. I strive for daily to be found in God. When it comes to being formed in community, when it comes to being formed in community, I was the poster boy for people irritating people. I didn't like people. I didn't like people at all i'm so ashamed to stand here this morning and admit it but i used to really really not like people and then god asked me to be a pastor and i'm like don't pastors need to like people why me and when that happened i realized lord i need to pray a really big prayer here and that really big prayer is lord will you give me a heart for people Lord, will you change my heart and my attitude towards people? Lord, will you remove the pride in me that says that I'm better than people? And let me recognize that I'm a broken person, just like the broken person that you've asked me to love. Lord, will you break my heart for people the way that your heart is broken for people? Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you've been in a place where you've you've had this area of pride or you've just been in a place where you just not like people and and this morning you're hearing that it's it's essential for my growth in christ that i actually allow myself to be formed in community and getting into community is the tricky part for me so lord will you come and break my heart for people like your heart breaks for people and folks i believe that as we take these steps of courage being found in god being formed in community, and we're just honest with God about it, that I believe that we will start living lives in Him that are fruitful beyond our wildest imaginations. Here's my question. Who do you work with? Who do you work with? Do you work with the unchurched? Unless you work at a church, and possibly even if you work at a church, chances are good you work with the unchurched. You work with people who are removed from God. You work with folks who who have no relationship with God. Then my question is this, do you work with that person by coincidence? Do you work with that person by chance? Or is it possible, is it maybe possible that God has placed you in that person's life for a purpose, for a reason? That where he said to us, go and be salt and be light, that he was looking at you and that he was looking at me. And that he was saying, that person, you thought you worked there for a paycheck. Heck no. You work there for that person. You work there for those people. You work there because I want to use you as a catalyst of change in the lives of men and women. And I believe that when we start taking these steps, that that fruitfulness will explode in our lives where men and women aren't drawn to Ramon but they're drawn to Jesus in Ramon that they're not drawn to you as an individual but that they are drawn to the holy spirit in you folks that is my deepest desire for you my absolute deepest desire is that you and me, that we will live lives so close to God, so found in God. Allow Him to form us in community that ultimately the fruitfulness of our lives just explodes into our family, into our workplace, into our friendship circles, into our social circles, wherever it may be, but that we live lives that are fruitful in Christ and not impotent because we've hung on to stuff. Onto habits that don't belong. But that we exchange those habits for God's habits. The word talks about they exchange the glory of God for the foolishness of idols. We're talking about a reverse here. That we take our habits, see them as idols, and we, we, we go, Lord, I exchange the foolishness of idols for the glory of God. Now, you may be saying, Ramon, I'd, I'd love to do that. Practically, how do I get on that boat? How do, how do I get into that? Well, this morning, we've prepared a little during the week to show you places where you can go and engage, show you places where you can get plugged in, where, you can, where the rubber can meet the road, so to speak, Where you can go and be found in God, where you can go and be formed in community, where you can go and be fruitful in this world. If you have a look over to my left, your right, possibly um, even behind you, for those of you who are sitting right there. We've got a couple of stations up there. And um, these are different areas where you can connect as a member of this church, where you can connect with the life and the body of the church again i want to say this the church isn't a building and the church isn't an organization you are the church i'm not the church folks well i am the church but i'm as much a part of the church as what you are fact why because jesus said that we are the church of christ so, we've got all these different areas, all these different connected areas that you can go and get plugged into. You want to be found in God? You want to know how do I, how do I live a, a, a deeper life with God? It's not just going to happen on a Sunday, folks. We need to go and get connected into some form of a group, into some, some place where we can really just connect with God's heart. And it also helps with the whole formed in community part because we're connecting with His body. But we've got, an entire section there of, uh, let me step over here, of uh, men's ministry, ladies' ministry, discipleship groups, young adults, youth, children's church. If you want to grow more in Christ, there's we've got, we've got a training department that offers different courses throughout the year. I mustn't walk too far, I can't see that far. Um, we've got support groups, uh, divorce care Um We've got uh, Marriage Built to Last. There's, um, there's Grief Share, all part of support groups. Have I missed something? Oh, okay. Um, then at the same time, we've got Outreach. We've got Outreach, and, and I want to say this. The Outreach arm of this ministry is CMA, and there are a lot of you who are involved in CMA and as a result have uh, an outlet for Outreach. This year... We're creating a secondary arm to outreach because we recognize that there's a lot of you sitting in this church who don't belong to CMA. You just, I know we've got a whole Midrand community here who, who, who don't connect to the ministry of CMA. And we still want to create space for you to be able to get involved in outreach. And we're not actually creating anything new. We're just funneling it the correct way. Hey, um, seventy, yes, sir, a whole heap of stuff that we, we're busy with right now. If you'd like to get involved in outreach, go connect with the guys there. Um, if you want to be part of a prayer team, we've got, we got folks for you to connect with. If you want to become a volunteer in this church to come and, and serve the local body, whether it be with, with uh, Children's Church, going and helping out in Children's Church, that's a fantastic place to volunteer. Why? Because you're investing into the next generation. Folks. If if we do it right with kids, we don't have to repair it with adults. Isn't that a fact? You want to make a change in this world? Go invest into the lives of kids. Go speak to Michelle Mertzbacher. Go, go get plugged into Children's Church and volunteer there. Even if it's a day a month, go do it. Um, ushers. You know, helping, helping out with the facilities, security, uh, we got coffee duty, we got info desk. What am I talking about? I'm, I'm talking about us as the body serving each other. That's what we're talking about. These are all platforms for us to be able to be found in God, for us to be able to be formed in community, and ultimately for us to become fruitful in this world. Sorry, I get super excited about it because I feel like this stuff it's part of my DNA. Why? Because I, I believe that, that when Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach these new disciples to do everything that I commanded, that he actually meant it. That he actually meant it. And it's time for us as the body to believe it and to not just have a nice little slogan above our front door. But to take those words, make them part of our lives and start living them. Amen. So, go get plugged in. Go get plugged in. And uh, this morning's all about you just connecting with them. If you're not sure where you'd like to get plugged in, perfect opportunity this morning. Go chat to different groups. It's not like the first station you arrive, they're going to... Tattoo you, and you, you're, now, you're now part of that group. No, go chat to the guys. It's going to be fun. We'll tattoo you later. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Father God, I thank you for this morning, Lord. Lord, it was quite a different morning this morning. And, and Lord, I thank you that that you come through with your Holy Spirit and that you communicate your truths into our hearts, Lord. Father God, I thank you that, as I, I prayed right in the start this morning, Lord, that we don't have to try and conjure something up, Lord. We don't have to try and create something. We don't have to try and twist your arm, Lord. But Father God, that, that, that quite honestly, it's you who draws us to you, Lord. Lord, that there's no way that we can run that's, that, 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 that you can't reach us, Lord. Lord, I thank you that this morning, as we've just spoken about being found in you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that this thing of being found in you becomes a habit in our lives, Lord. Lord, Lord, and, and not, not a habit in the sense of it's a schlep and I've got to do it, Lord. But Father God, that it it becomes something that we absolutely love doing, Lord. Lord, that you evoke that passion in our lives, Lord. To get stuck in, to get connected with you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that, that, that as we've spoken around these habits, Lord, and that the things that we have to lay down, Lord, I pray that you'll give us the courage to go and look a, a trustworthy brother or a trustworthy sister in the eyes and be able to say to them, I'm struggling with this. Will you help me? Lord, give us grace for each other. Lord, I thank you that you establish these habits of courage in us, Lord, so that when the moment for the step of courage that needs to be taken, Lord, that we can take it, Lord. And Father God, that we can live lives that speak of you, Lord, that we can be found in you, that we can be formed in community, Lord, and that we can be fruitful in this world. Lord, ultimately, that we can recognize that when Jesus said that God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in you, would not perish but have everlasting life, Lord. Lord, that what you were saying there was that you have a rescue plan for this world. Lord, and that you are inviting me and that you are inviting us into your rescue plan, Lord. Lord, I thank you that we'll take up that call, Lord, and that we will follow through. Lord, and that we will go and get stuck into your plan for our lives. And we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys. Thank you for being with us this morning. Again, as I said, we got our teams will be be situated up in their little departments. Uh, Please go and connect with them. Go find out what it's all about. Go see where you can get plugged in. We look forward to not to not watching you, but working with you and, and working side by side that we will all co-laborers in Christ. Amen. Have a wonderful week.